video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Craig, Jess and Andy here as usual. Hello. 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 This week Craig's going to give us his initial thoughts on Ghostwire Tokyo, the new PlayStation exclusive from Tango Gameworks. We're also going to talk about our experiences on WWE 2K22, GTA 5, Cyberpunk 2077 and the new FMV game from Wales Interactive, who press mute on Uncle Marcus. There's plenty of news and updates as well with our thoughts on the Hogwarts legacy state of play, the issues plaguing Gran Turismo 7, Netflix's live-action Resident Evil show dated, Supermassive's new game, The Quarry being shown, Sniper Elite 5 getting a release date, and more. Our gaming movie is Resident Evil, and Craig also has another shitty platinum lined up for all you trophy hunters out there. Pick of the week is a two-horse race, and so once again we've thrown it this decision over to you. Keep listening to find out who won. And with that said, welcome. Welcome. Hello. How are we all good? Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. A good Tuesday for everyone. Mostly. Mostly. I made an arse. I made a... I'll be very vague about it, but I... I cocked everything up at work today. Yeah, you did. You did, you did what? <laughs> I made a complete arse of work today. Oh. Uh, I had a plan that I had to put in place for a lot of different people to pick up a lot of different work, and I sent the wrong plan in yesterday, and so everyone got sent to the wrong place. Oh, dear. Causing mass confusion and hysteria. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and there was literally nothing I could do but go... Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's not. There was nothing that I could blame it on. It was just I made a bit fucked of up. I made a bit of a dick of that. Sorry yeah. about that. Fucked up. <laughs> and then just fucking brush it right under the carpet and move on. Yes. Um, <sighs> but yeah, weather's getting better. Oh, it's nice. It's nice to take the jacket off. Is it too soon to put up Easter decorations? When, no. How long's Easter? When is that? Like... Usually a day, mate. <laughs> what? Usually a day. Wait, when? How long until Easter then? It's like four weeks or something. It's like the seventeenth. Okay. Seventeenth of April. And it's only a one day thing, and you want to put up decorations for it. Yes. Get your eggs out. Nah, it's too much. <laughs> too much. Like we start celebrating Christmas in about fucking August. Oh no, you so. do. What's that thing about Easter? Like it's not on any of the eggs. It's like. Look, it's been PC'd out, you know what I mean? The eggs have. Look, all the eggs don't say Easter egg anymore. It's just chocolate eggs you get. Mm. There's been a big debate about that, where it's all been like... Because Easter's religious. Aye, basically. People coming from other countries saying I'm offended by that. Imagine being offended by chocolate. 
With I've not Easter had thing? chocolate since Lent. Ah, you're doing all right, aye. I don't really eat a lot of chocolate either. I've been having tea twice as much. How? Because she's not eating any of it. Oh, right. <laughs> you don't have, you to. have to. That's not a thing. <laughs> mm. It's a disgrace, is what it is. A disgrace. Yes. Um, I would say it's too early, but have at it. That's true. You know you're going to do it anyway, don't probably, you? Because it's already yeah. in your head. I'm probably going to send Craig up until after the weekend for the box of stuff. The box. The Easter <laughs> Bring box. The box. I'd be interested to know how many other people have, like, seasonal boxes in their loft like I've got a Halloween box I've got not as Easter many as you box. think, <laughs> think you're, you're all a, prepared think you're a bit of a mentor I love it though yeah. I love having fe- uh, many also, different festivities going on it's also Mother's Day coming up I don't have a box for that because no. usually Mother's I'll Day oh, I'll right. need to find a bloody box <laughs> <laughs> or something Craig reminded me it's my birthday soon I know Saturday can't believe you're going to be 21 Saturday, uh, Saturday. Fuck, I wish. <laughs> I wish I felt 21. I bet. But I know it's, it has been nice. I'm, I'm, I do prefer the colder weather, but it has been nice getting a bit of sun for a bit because yeah. it feels like it's been. But it's a still while. had a wee chill to it. It's not roasting it there. So aye, it's, that's true. It was aye. Frost. We had to scrape cars the other morning. Aye, we got the whole mm-hmm. sort of range and. Thursday or Friday, didn't we? It was frosty in the morning, then it was fucking 25, 22 degrees or something like that in my van by about one o'clock. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the weather. Shall we chat about games? Well, I've actually got a. It's not a weather related story, but I've got a good. I've got a, a good story for you. So, did you hear about this cat in America? It was in Rhode Island that was predicting who would die. No, no. <laughs> so there was this nursing home in Rhode Island, and this cat was, predict- oh, was, was predicting who would die next. Oh God! Right, and apparently it predicted over a hundred deaths. Right, predicted or causing? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, at a certain point, what point did this did it happen? Where this cat would like walk uh, into the middle of the living room, and everyone's like. Fucking get that cat fucking away from me. Don't touch me. Don't let that cat near me. But I saw so apparently. You wake up from a nap and it's on you and you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> so apparently, this cat had predicted over 100 deaths to the point where, like in 2015, like the Mirror, the newspaper over here, was doing stories on this cat mm. that could predict who was going to die next and all this sort of stuff, right? Right. So they even got, they did a study and they got a doctor involved. His name, I'm going to. Out him because clearly he's a fucking whack job. What Doctor, was the, sorry, on you go, Doctor who? Doctor David Rosa, and he said, "quote uh, He only comes to the end of life patients who are near death. I think so he's they attracted. They can smell that. I think he's attracted in some capacity. Aye, they can smell that. Right. So he only ever went up to people when they just a few days before they're going to die. Um, I think he's probably responding to a pheromone or a scent. Right. This was yeah. his study that he did into it." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in his report, he wrote, his mere presence at the bedside is viewed by physicians and nurses of the staff as an absolute indicator of impending death, allowing staff members to adequately notify families. Right, so this has been going on for years. This article was in 2015. I don't know what the cat's name is. Right. right. Lucifer. And, I well, it should be. But then recently they found out, they finally found out what was going on. Mm. Apparently... When uh, there was a member, of, like when there was somebody in the care home that got really ill, they were giving them a heated blanket 
and the cat was just attracted to the heated blanket because it liked because <laughs> it liked to get cosy. Oh, bro! They had doctors in doing studies on and, this cat, and they're giving it the whole uh, the pheromones that the, the you release during the death process is uh, quite uh, stench to the cat, and I believe that's why. No, no, mate, it's just a fucking warm blanket. Aye, articles were written. Doctors were brought in to study this cat Money was who spent. could predict <laughs> the death of humans. And it, it turns be. out it was because it was whoever had a heated blanket. <laughs> and they're the all getting it. They're man. all getting that fucking blanket. All the deaths on it. I just love the fact that clearly this fucking care home only had one heated blanket. And you have to be you had to be dying again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck's sake. You have to be on your way out to, <laughs> to get the heated blanket. I fucking bet he's only got a day left, man. Give her the blanket. Uh, well, the make sure blanket. I get that blanket after her. Fuck, there's a cat going over. <laughs> fuck, that's her fuck. Get her, get her daughter on the phone. Oh, dear. Brilliant. Rhode Island, America's a weird place. <laughs> Although, to be fair, we get fucking sucked in. Our tabloids were lapping it up. They're in for a story. They've got to fill the newspapers, haven't they? Yeah. I had something kind of weird happen to me the other day. It was fucking annoying uh, I don't know if every car does this if it's just mine but if you don't put your seatbelt on you, you get a noise yeah. right oh, yeah. so the last couple of nights I've been driving home and uh, it's only when I'm driving home from work it just starts going beep 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 20 seconds then it'll go beep 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 beep, beep for like 90 seconds oh, and then it'll turn off and, the, and it'll do it again and I'm like Looking up, I'm looking up YouTube videos of how to turn this off on my car. Nothing works. I'm fucking hitting it and I'm taking it in and putting it out again. Uh, like, like just going kind of like a wee bit mental with it. To be honest with you, because it was I just started putting the music up and ignoring it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna have to live with this now for the because I'm not gonna get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is me. This is my new life. And then I realised what was happening. I was putting my shopping on my passenger seat Aye. and it was registering as a person. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have the seatbelt on in the passenger seat. And I was like, ah, it just came to me when I parked one morning and I took all my stuff off the, the seat and I went, oh no. And I just, <laughs> and I just, you could see it just coming over me like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And I was you like, need to plug Damn. your shopping in. You need to make sure your shopping is safely in the passenger seat, yeah. is what you need to do. Because I had like cat litter and loads of yeah, like, heavy stuff. Nah. It happens with my handbag as well. If I put my handbag there, I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's happened that. to me. That's happened to me going to football before. But my football bag's always clearly like right on the limit, mm. and so like it'll go beep beep, then it'll stop, and it depends on the way you turn or the way you're, yeah. like, you. Know what I mean, that it'll start beeping. You're like, shut the fuck up. I couldn't believe it. Brilliant. Yeah, speaking of sort of I don't know sensors and things like that. There's a new company in Tokyo that are developing some sort of armband sensor for VR and it mm. like inflicts pain on you. It's like Ooh. electric shock so oh. to enhance your sort of virtual experience. I thought we talked about that before and it's some sort of haptic vest they'll do, They do a vest as well uh, your wee brother was going to get the vest oh, yeah. it, was, uh, it was a haptic feedback vest they're into all this sort of but stuff. But that doesn't yeah. hurt you as such. Does uh, this actually well, hurt you? Yeah, it's called Unlimited Hand H2L. It's the company that are... Um, 
How much? So how many volts they put in through you? I don't know. It just says it features muscle motion sensors that recognise so. your hand gestures and position, enabling your avatar in the metaverse to accurately copy your movements. Hmm. That's cool. I'd like the the haptic one would feel awesome. I think just like feeling the Aye. pressure or something. Like if you get shot, a bullet to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be Turn so up weird. to ten and you're like, ah, let's get some real fucking consequences and they go here. But imagine I how... want a kick in the dick if I get killed. <laughs> But imagine how immersive it would feel like, if you're like somebody's grabbing you from behind and you get uh, to feel that on your, yeah. on your, your you're shoulder. flying back the way. I know, you'd shake so. <laughs> a haptic vest does sound awesome. I don't think I've yeah. ever bought that. No. It, it was available, though. I'm sure there was one available. It was, yeah. it was a ridiculous price. I so. think if you mm. are going to do stuff like that and immerse yourself even more that you need like a dedicated room safe space without any furniture <laughs> yeah, or and lots of padding the tv like on the wall or whatever so it can't be knocked over like you need all yeah. safety measures in place because it's just asking for trouble granted we can't really do it because there's not one round about here i can't remember the name of the company but there is a company that's got like five sort of warehouses or whatever across the uk and they do like a sort of special vr experience where i believe the room is almost on like a 360 degree treadmill mm. so you're in a room but there's no you don't use a controller to move about you actually move and you actually run yeah, okay. but the floor adapts so that you always pretty much stay on the same spot so you would actually run and you would walk oh, about that's cool yeah uh, and one of the games i had was far cry and it was only available on this thing. So you got like an actual gun and then you could like basically like roll about the floor and you could run and that's how you got about. Uh, the vest cool. here. 550 quid, is it? Uh, I think that's possibly what he was thinking about because it was a lot. Looks like the, the best one anyway. So, I'm sure he's not bought it yet because he would have said... He did. He was telling me at the weekend though that he bought a... a, a lightsaber for like 250 quid at a comic con Jesus at a comic con where he met Trevor out of GTA oh really aye the guy that plays the guy that plays Trevor aye he was there that's cool I thought that was cool aye well we're actually on the subject of that uh, I don't think they listened but congratulations to Cassie and Craig who got married at the weekend yes my sister and now brother-in-law yep congratulations to them yeah, but I surely was like, see the likes of those haptic feedback vests and stuff like that. They will come down in price. Like, I'd love to try yeah. one, not enough to pay 500 quid. No, but, like, when I they come down to 100 wait. quid, then yeah. I would take the punt. Yeah. I didn't add this into the news, but do you remember the game A Plague Tale? Yes. Yeah. I haven't the, played that yet. It's good. It is really good. They've got a second one coming out, and all we know is it's 2022, but earlier today. It was Chris had posted in the Discord, there was a trophy list went live for it, mm-hmm. which means it must be coming fairly soon. What kind of game is that like? What, what's... Rats. I remember Rats. What? Aye, so it's basically, there's not a lot, there's a wee bit of combat in it. You play a girl who's maybe 16 or something like that, Aye. and she's trying to save her brother, who's about 10, and you're. it's back in kind of medieval times with the plague, and you are, for the most part, trying to sneak around while people are trying to get you. Um, right. But there is some combat in it as well, not as much. And you control the rats or something? No, well, God, it's that long since I've played it. You can sort of, like, you don't control them. You try and avoid them because they will eat you. But I think, I've got a feeling <laughs> like there's ways you can, like, 
throw Use like them. fire that will make the rats congregate a certain area to take enemies out and stuff like that. So you can almost manipulate the rats, but you can also die by them. But it was a cool game. Like it was, How it was long really cool. To complete? We'll see the first game. I don't think most a lot of folk loved it, like, and I did as well. But the one criticism I had was I thought it was a wee bit too long. There was oh, like right. sixteen chapters, and most of them were about 45, 50 minutes. So the game right. was about fourteen hours long, and that's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I, I don't know, like, like I say, it was really cool. The story was cool. The atmosphere was cool. Everything about it, but like, you were sneaking about, and the. It was limited in terms of mechanics, so I, I don't know, it kind of ran its course after a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, the new, I think in the new one, she's going to be a wee bit older, so she'll be more capable, so I think there'll probably be a bit more combat in it and stuff like that, and it does look cool. So, but uh, it should probably be out in the next maybe month or two. Hopefully. Uh, oh, update as well. See, after we talked about Elden Ring last week we said we're talking about sales but we didn't have actual numbers oh yeah well I'm pretty sure the fucking second we hit stop on the podcast last week they fucking of course they put out numbers so some people had been saying it could have been up to 20 million it's nowhere near that as we thought it's like 12 which is still really impressive yeah Yeah. Uh, but aye it's 12 million Um, that's still brilliant aye it's fucking mad absolutely mental it's it's, I think it's already the best selling from software game ever and it's what been out three weeks or something from them yeah I've read that Mm -hmm. Uh, aye so they had they also they put out a tweet I think it was and in it they said um, they hinted at more coming and the actual quote was please look forward to more Elden Ring as an IP so well, they're going to stick with it and build the world out more. Maybe. Or because that George R. R. Martin's involved, there could be. I mean, everything's what's not getting sold to Netflix and stuff like that just now. Could, they could mm-hmm. turn it into like a uh, it could, film or there's a There's so many or, things that that lends itself to. Uh, like uh, those top trump games with the cards, yeah. stuff like that. Or a board game or like oh, a film or a, something. It's, there's so much they could do with it. Yeah, I feel like as an entertainment IP, the fact that it's got that George R. R. Martin attached to it will give it more credibility yeah. when folk are looking at it going, oh, I mean, for fuck's sake, like, they just picked up a Twisted Metal TV show, you know what I mean? You feel like ah, after picking up a that. Twisted Metal TV show, you, you, it's not far-fetched to think they'll look at Elden no. Ring saying it's 12 million weird, copies. Well, it's such a weird franchise to pick for a TV show, I feel. Aye. An because online only fucking racing uh, game. Well, destruction racing, game. Uh, it's destruction, it's like isn't destruction it? Derby. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. They have said that's going to be quite comedy, so mm. it could work based on that. It's the writer of Deadpool as well, which gives you a bit mm. of confidence, maybe. Yeah. So it could be alright. What's everyone been playing? Oh my god, there's this new game. Oh, oh wait, T. I mean, I can't wait for you guys to play it, right? <laughs> it's called Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've just been playing Cyberpunk. Still enjoying it? Yes, yeah, of course I am. Um, of course I am. Um, wait, it's I was going to say, I'm not going to fill the podcast with me repeating myself. It's awesome. Ah, yeah, it's really good. There's so many people playing it just now as well. Like half of our Discord's playing it as well. They've all I jumped really on. Wa- I really, really, really went to play Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Aye. I really want to play that, but I can't. I don't want to jump. I know. And, oh it'll, be, it'll be waiting for you, though. It's, uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Aye. 
No, it is. It's, it's fucking great. I'm so glad it's that a lot of people are like getting into it and playing it. You've obviously played up quite a bit as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I always check, like, every week or so, I'll go in and check what's leaving the platform. Mm. So, to see if there's any games on my uh, kind of watch list that are on it. And there is one that's leaving soon that I'm debating whether I should just give it a wee go. And it's, I think it's like Naratu Boy or something. All it's right. one of those side scroller ones, but it's all kind of like neon fighting kind of. It looks yeah. cool as fuck. I just the, the art style looked really cool. Right. I just thought I'd give it a wee go, so I might play that for next week. Nah, so give it a bash if it's leaving soon. Mm. I think my guardians should be alright because I, I don't think there's been anything that's left in less than three months. Pretty sure mm. it's usually six. Yeah. So you should be alright. Hope you Jess, you played a bit more of that. Cyberpunk and then a little bit of Tunic. Oh yeah. Oh, I've got that on my watch list. Is that I'll good? Tell you about that as well. I've liked it so far. It's <sighs> brick fucking hard. I mean, yeah. Is it? <laughs> oh also, my like, fucking god! It it takes a bit to kind of get your head around what you're doing because you get prompts up on screen and it's just gobbledygook language. <laughs> And then yes or no when you're like, I mean, you just oh, hit really? yes, but you've no idea what you're actually saying. It's part, yes. it's part of the design. <laughs> it's part of it. Oh, really? The actual yeah. game has its own language and most of the menus are in that language. Um, and But I think you, you can figure it out and interpret it, mm. like, you know, based That's on... That's what they want you to do. Uh-huh, right? Like, there's a, they want you to understand the thought behind it. Right. Um, so weird. there's that element of it being hard, but actually gameplay is quite difficult as well because it's not... It's more than quite difficult. You can't just... Dodge and attack. You've got yeah. it's like the combos are have to be really quite accurate and mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I played. I don't think I played as much as you. I played a little bit and like I think my issue is as we anyone that's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows. I played a lot of Death Store mm. <laughs> and that is my only reference for a game like this, like an isometrical hack and slash type game, mm. like. Obviously, Andy, you played like Hades, which is something I want to go back to. And in fact, actually, yeah, I'll just interject amazing. very, very quickly. Uh, we did get feedback from James, uh, who said, mind that Hades, Andy. That's all, <laughs> that's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> you back on yes, that. Yes, I remember. I think it'll be me that's on it beforehand. Finally. Uh, aye, so, like, I've never played properly like a Zelda game, mm-hmm. for instance, you know what I mean? Like, so, mm. I... Like Death Door was my sort of only frame of reference for this type of game, and it is very much like Death Door. But and I figured this out. I was talking to you, but seeing Death Door when you're doing attacks, you can like wade in and just start smashing with attacks, and then see when you see them start to attack, you can press the dodge button, and at any point your guy will interrupt his attack and do a dodge. Right? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I must have played forty, fifty hours of Death Door, and that's imprinted in my mind whereas with Tunic when you do an attack he has to finish the motion of doing the attack before mm. he can start to do a dodge so if you press the attack button and as you press it you also see them start to attack there's no possible way to avoid getting hit mm. you just will get hit and that's it uh, and it's a different mm. way of doing it you know what I mean mm-hmm. Cause you, what you, need, you need to be more sort of like one Strategic. two back out one uh. two back out more strategic with yeah Definitely. but uh, I mean I have spoke to now multiple people who have said like oh I flew through Death Store and Tunic is fucking really hard mm-hmm. 
Um, one thing I did find, and this is like a positive and a negative. So if you go into the accessibility options, there is a way to make the game easier, which is good. But the bad thing is, it makes it fucking too easy. Yeah. Mm. Like, There's I would. No middle ground. I I would have liked a way where, or maybe you only take half the damage or something like that. But the accessibility option is, you turn on God mode and you don't take any damage. Mm. Oh, no, and at that not, point, that takes it's fun not it, yeah. fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wish there was something in between, because it's either you literally die when two or three hits very very quickly, or you can't get hurt. So that's a bit annoying. Can you though? I've not actually tried this yet. Like turn it to God mode for whatever enemy you're stuck at, and then change it again. Uh huh. Yeah. So so you uh, you, you could can, do a temporary. I'm gonna. Yeah, you can be going yeah. through the game, and if you come to an enemy who are just like, I fucking cannot do this. You can turn that on, fucking pump away at them, and then put it back off after. Mm. But I don't know. I think that takes a sense it of does. accomplishment yeah, it away does. from it. Yeah. Like totally does. If you've got the God mode on. It's not like you don't have the motion of getting hit. You still do sort of dunt back a bit, mm. but it's just you don't lose energy. So I think what I'm going to do is maybe stick that on for a little bit so that I can sort of get the timing down of how to not get hit and yeah. then put it off and yeah, maybe start you need to again get or something. Death Store out your head and then Aye. tune it in. Yeah, but I mean, good, I've though. not played Death Store, so I didn't have that reference, but I was still trying to do this sort of yeah. dodger. I think you, sh- you should play Death Store. Mm. You should. It's on Switch as well. Does it? Aye. I think it'd be something you would really like. But no, that's good, aye. Uh, right, I'll go on to me then. I... We got codes through last week for... Ghostwire Tokyo. This wasn't a game that I was hyped for at all. Like, it's just everything I'd seen beforehand, it's not really my sort of thing. Mm. But, I mean, it's an exclusive, it's a big release. Like, I thought, well, I'll definitely check it out, I'll give it a review. Uh, the game's fucking absolutely mental. Like, completely batshit crazy mental. To the point where the first thing that I've written down here is I've wrote down three different things. Two of them are real and one of them's fake. I'm going to read them to you, Andy, and you can tell me which one of these doesn't happen in Ghostwire Tokyo from the five hours that I've played. Number one, you absorb spirits of people into a little paper cutout of an angel and then you take them to a phone booth, dial a specific number that turns the handset into a portal and sends said souls to a guy named Ed. Okay. Number two. Petting a dog is how you save your game, and when the tail wags, that's how you know it's saved properly. <laughs> Number three, you buy items off a yokai, which is a floating cat. So one of these is not... Aye, two of these actually happen and one doesn't. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> this gives you an idea how fucking mental this game is. The third one is the one that... The floating cat. Yeah. No, that happens. Oh, uh, the pet, petting the dog is the one that's not real. You do pet dogs. <laughs> that's not, a good idea, though. I know. Not only do you pet dogs. <laughs> I know. Not only do you pet dogs, but at random places you find dog food, and it just comes up saying, "I wonder what this could be for." So I'm feeding like, dogs. So I walked up and I'm feeding a dog, and the daughter you feed a dog, and it will walk off a wee bit, and then it will just start digging up the concrete, and coins appear. 
What the like, fuck? Cool. Okay. See, okay, this okay, is no. why I text you earlier and I said, like, the more I'll see of this, the less I'm into it. Because it just... It's mad. Feels too far out there. It's the most Japanese game ever. Yeah. Uh, is, but, it all, is it, like, speech in Japanese? Well, see, I, I haven't actually had a chance to double-check that. From Certainly by default, all the audio is in and Japanese it's and it's subtitled mm-hmm. uh, someone asked in the discord can you go in and change that so it's English dubbed I don't know I haven't checked that but it almost kind of take the vibe away from yeah, it yeah like I, what I said was even if you could I wouldn't do it because it's mm. really cool how Japanese it is yeah. but at the same point like sometimes you're in combat and there's dialogue coming up, and you're like, right, I can't fight these guys while reading subtitles. <laughs> so a few times I've had to like save gameplay footage and then go back after and read what it said. That's no ideal. Aye, so that's, that's not ideal. Just, uh, sort of, you're not very good at multitasking. Well, <laughs> perhaps. But I mean, I don't know. So far, it's like, don't be wrong, it looks great. Like the reflections and the puddles and everything, like that looks great. It's way more linear than I thought. I thought the whole thing was like an open world. Tokyo or whatever but like mm-hmm. so far it makes it look like it's open world but as soon as you try to go off the path it wants you to there's fog and if you go into that fog you just lose, start losing your health and you'll die right. within five seconds so it's been quite linear so far okay. um, to, I, the only really attack for enemies so far is shooting like lightning out your hand to kill people or you can sneak up behind them and do like a stealth takedown, which is kind of cool. And then I do have a bow and arrow, uh, which is, again, it's all right. But it's I would say the, the combat's fairly basic. The story seems kind of cool. It's What's the sort of premise of the game? That it's, it's some random point in t- Tokyo. Everyone just dropped dead and they're fucking... They basically just there's just clothes lying on the ground and they were all shunted up into there and you don't know why. You didn't. You were saved by this other guy and he's taken over your body to try and fight the bad spirits and you don't know why. So far. (laughs) But it's weird. There's like loads of like... Despite being linear, there's like loads of like side missions. You'll like go and you'll see like spirits that need you to go and do certain things and stuff like that. Like it's just... It's so weird. And they keep introducing like really weird mechanics that you're like, is all of this needed? And then the only other thing I would say so far is that, bizarrely, considering it's a studio that's owned by Xbox, other than Astro's Playroom, it's the best use of the PlayStation controller I've ever seen. It like feels like a tech demo for the PlayStation that controller. Aye, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you were like, Jess, feel this. <laughs> Aye. Even every time you're like moving down a menu, when you press down, it like you feel like a swoosh go from the top of the controller right through to the bottom. And it's like, fucking hell, that's weird. Mm. Like all the like cause obviously like you're controlling you, but there's a guy that's taking over your body. All his dialogue to you comes through the controller which is like a nice like bit of feedback. Uh, you have to, there's certain like bad energy that you have to like dispel. And to do that, you have to draw certain uh, shapes using the touchpad. Mm. Uh, it's just, I, it's, it's terms of the controller support. Like it's fucking mad. It's really good. And it's just funny that it's came from like an Xbox studio. <laughs> you would think like, I don't know why it didn't, hasn't some of the PlayStation exclusives used it that well. Mm. 
but I mean, so far it seems pretty good. Like it, it seems to be sitting like a seventy three, seventy four on Metacritic just now, and I would say that's probably about right. Um, this bit of information will probably go out by the time the podcast goes out. It'll be too late if you did do it, but do not buy the special edition. So what they did was there's the normal edition, which is like £53. It's actually quite well priced. But then there's the special edition, which is like 80 quid, 75 quid. All you get with the special edition is access three days early, which is Tuesday, and also a couple of different outfits. But it's a first-person game. So what... Like out, support. Aye, different outfits in a first-person game mean absolutely nothing. So you're basically paying an extra... It's like 15, 20 quid to get it three days early. And let's be honest, everybody's got other stuff they can be playing. It's not like everybody's like, ah, I've got nothing to play and I need to pay this extra money to get three days early access. It does seem a bit unnecessary. Aye, so don't buy don't buy that. But it's, it's a decent enough game. I'm sure it'll be discounted pretty heavily, pretty quickly as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the fence, consider maybe waiting a wee bit. Uh, Another game I played was Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus, oh, yeah, which so you were watching this. I watched along with this one. I love these FMV games. Mm. <laughs> I just, I find them a lot of fun. I don't know why Wales Interactive don't put them on Netflix and stuff like that as well, because you're basically just putting controller inputs and watching, like, a show. Uh, and so this one is, it's Andy Buckley from The Office, the guy that played Michael's boss in the US office. David, yes. Aye, uh, David. Uh, he's the main character. He's Uncle Marcus, and so the whole thing is, the it's it's quite a nostalgic sort of thing almost for lockdown. The whole thing is based on like a Skype quiz during lockdown, and so you speak to Uncle Marcus beforehand. You play this girl, and he tells you that someone in the family poisoned him, and you need to find out who. So, uh, it's almost like a little bit like knives out. And so you go on to this quiz and each round you're teaming up with different members of your family and you're having to ask them questions and try and find out who it was that poisoned um, Uncle Marcus. And the casting's really good and the acting. Like, it's, don't be wrong, it's over the top and hammy, but mm-hmm. the acting is actually really yeah. funny. Like, I thought some of some of the acting was fucking brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, they totally lean into it. So the characters you've got are the mum a bossy arsehole, the aunt, a drunk arsehole, the sister, a self-obsessed arsehole, the youngest cousin, a teenage arsehole, the older cousin, a save-the-trees hippie arsehole, and then the gran, who's a nice lady. <laughs> and that's all the people you've got, and you team up with them, and ah, you've got to try and get information out of them to then solve the mystery of who it was that yeah. tried to kill Uncle Marcus. I think these kind of FMV games, like, are really good for investigative, like murder mystery type storylines. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, really I think like them. they just work really well. Yeah. Um, because you're, I don't know, you then find yourself like on a mission to be like, oh, I wonder if I try this. Well, it could be yeah. hard, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, like the last one this good. team did was that Blood Shore, which mm-hmm. was like a battle royale. It was almost like that. Remember that film with Steve Austin? Where it was like all these people dropped in an island. It was basically that, except you had to make decisions on if you teamed up with people or who lived and died and stuff like that. And again, that was really cool. Like they seem to bring about two or three of these out a year, and they're all a really good, a good bit of play. So I would, I would definitely recommend checking it out. 
And then other than that, just uh, Tunic, like we said, uh, GTA a wee bit more, which is cracking, obviously. Um, WWE, which the review is up on the website just now, so you can check that out if you want. And then that Shredders game that came out, the uh, can I say ice hockey, the snowboarding game, which is it's on Game Pass, so you can check it out for for free. But it's okay. It's not as good as I was hoping. I was hoping for like SSX where you're like over the top tricks and mm. races and stuff like that, but it's very much more. Remember that game Steep? Mm-hmm. It's more like that. It's more oh the like have fun snowboarding, but like the, I don't know. There's no over the topness to it. So like, what's the fucking point? I don't know. You just go snowboarding instead. Like it's very much like more of a sim. Like, if you do try and do a trick in there, you then have to press a button to land and stuff like that. Like, it's way more... It's just a wee bit boring. I don't know. It's all right. It's not terrible or anything like that. It's decent, but it's not great. Mm. Okay. Very indie. Very indie. Okay, before we move on to our news this week, a couple of things. So we've got some new content on the website. We have a Cyberpunk 2077 post-patch reflection from Donny And... We also have a question from Dave who says, should Xbox fans be worried about the lack of output from first-party teams? I don't know, should they? I think this is because of that talk of uh, perfect dark, going dark. Mm. Uh, I mean, I maybe. like it's just We spoke at this before, I don't know. Like At some point, Xbox are going to like have basically like a big massive basket of games and they're all just going to start spilling out onto Game Pass because they've announced so much stuff but it all does seem to be taking quite a while like spoke about Halo recently like it seems to be on its arse despite being a good game like it's supposed to be a live service game but there's no live service aspect so people enjoyed the campaign and have now fucked off as you would Uh, the team that make Gears like, that last Gears game came out about five years ago, four years ago, something like that. It was 2018 uh, or something up, like that. Like, it. it was good. Aye, I mean, the Gears games are always brilliant, but you're like, we should, we should surely have heard. just so addictive. It's aye. so it, well done. Aye, it's brilliant. But, like, <clears throat> you're like, by now we should have heard something about what they're doing next. Like, mm-hmm. even the likes are like... But that main guy, who was quite big... Cliffy B or whatever you call uh, him. he left, didn't he? Cliff Blazinski, I Blazinski, think. aye. Aye, he left them. That's right. And he was the driving force behind Gears. Yeah. That's the thing. So... Xbox, they've been losing a lot of staff. Like, we spoke about that with Perfect Dark. Like, half their, their fucking team left and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just... I've, I've said this before, but I, I do not trust Phil Spector. <laughs> just don't trust him. Like... I, d- I think he's good at he's proved he's good at buying teams but he hasn't so far proved he's good at managing them mm. like that thing that's, that news story for last week was like talking about there was people that used to work at the initiative saying I can't believe they were so lax they just didn't seem to want any updates and stuff like that and like I don't know like I was, I'll look back at it see Hellblade do you play Hellblade I? Uh, I don't think so normally you have to wear the earphones and it's like um, you can hear like it's called Senior's Sacrifice no? Mm. Some, oh yeah, 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 yeah! Brilliant game, brilliant mm-hmm. game. But that was made in like two years. Like the, that studio was pumping out games quite regularly, and like all of a sudden they get bought up by Xbox, and now this new one's taking a fucking age. 
Like, ah, there's another one on the way, isn't there? Aye, but like, when? <laughs> like, it just seems to be... I don't know. Like, I, I feel like... It's maybe it's maybe to do with, like, the sort of... rep that Xbox have just now for being the good guys, and maybe they don't want to, like, be going <laughs> to studios and going, come on to fuck. What do you mean the good come guys? Come on to fuck. Well, like, just now I think Xbox have... Because I like Game Pass and stuff like that, I think mm. Xbox have the sort of... Clout the, the industry that they are for the people. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Sony are like, ah, ah, you want a fucking upgraded Uncharted? Ten quid, forty quid, <laughs> get it up you. Whereas, like, if that was Xbox, it'd have been free, and it'd be on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Whereas Nintendo are going, hi, ah, you want Mario? We fucking deleted Mario, mate. Get that fucking up you. So, like, I feel like Xbox are seen as the good guys just now, but I don't know if that maybe like bleeds over into like maybe. Phil Spencer been like, ah no, take your time. It's ready when it's ready. It's ready when it's ready. When it should be when he should be down going, give us a fucking game. I You've been know. at it for four years. I think they maybe are just in a bit of a sort of transition period though, like they're building for the future. This has been going on since 2014. Well, I know, but with the recent acquisitions and things, I just Aye. I think they're you know It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like they have bought enough studios now where it should be I mean they should have a hell of a, a run they should be able to put a triple A game every two months mm. but it's just getting it going but I no, I, I do think there's probably something to it okay let's jump into this week's news 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 I was believing the news we are bringing you the news with your digging team I was First up, a new Witcher game is happening, as confirmed by CD Projekt Red. Their website reads, We're happy to announce that the next instalment in the Witcher series of videos games is currently in development, kicking off a new saga for the franchise. This is an exciting movement as we are moving from Red Engine to Unreal Engine 5, beginning a multi-year strategic partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing, but technical development of Unreal Engine 5, as well as potential future versions of Unreal Engine where relevant. We'll closely collaborate with Epic Games developers, with the primary goal being to help tailor the engine for open-world experiences. This will be amazing, another Witcher game. A long time out, though. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought was if they've started development on it, what's this going to be like 2028? It'll be a while away. A fucking long time. It'll be worth the wait though, that's for sure. But it'll be a long time coming. I've still not played Witcher 3. I need to do it at some point. When this fucking breaking gaming comes, I know it's so hard. It's so hard, but I did find it interesting. Like Half of that announcement was like, we're using Unreal Engine 5. Epic, epic, Unreal Engine 5, Unreal Engine <laughs> yeah. 5. And it's almost like they're going, we know we fucked up with Cyberpunk, we know it ran like shit, mm. we will not use that engine again. We've burnt the engine. The engine's been fucking burnt, right? It's been burnt, it's been stamped on, and it's been buried. We're using Unreal Engine 5. Our next game will work, we promise. Yes. <laughs> That's what it feels Lesson like. Learned. That's what it feels <laughs> like, doesn't it? Yeah. See, that Rage Engine, that was un- that was Cyberpunk. Never again. <laughs> We're even working with Epic to make sure this works. Yeah, I thought that was quite funny. They're, they're very aware that they need to rehab their image, I think. Mm. Yes. 
Sony has announced the acquisition of Jade Raymond's development team Haven Studios. The value of the deal, however, is unknown. If you're familiar with the name, Haven is a new studio that... Sorry. If you're unfamiliar with the name, Haven is a new studio that has yet to put out a game and is currently working on a PlayStation-exclusive live service title. This partnership was announced a year ago, but now the platform holder is making Haven an official part of PlayStation Studios. PlayStation head Jim Ryan describes the developer as, quote, an emerging studio with an exceptional team of talent and says this is the company's first Canadian studio. Well, that's good, eh? Wow. <laughs> Get up, you Canada. Uh, I thought they, I thought PlayStation already owned them. I was like, when I saw that news article, I was like, did they not already buy them? But I don't know. It's funny, like, we've been talking this for, like, multiple weeks, but about how apparently there's not enough good talent in the industry and so like a lot of like developers are getting offered like two and three times the amount of money that they currently have to like move to other places mm. and that's like why the initiative lost a lot of their yeah. talent so like i presume that sony must have went along to see this game and thought this looks pretty good actually let's get these folk bought and let's make sure we nail down these developers before folk pinch them mm. But, I mean, I don't know, the, the game, it mentions those words, live service. <laughs> and it just, there's nothing that sucks the fucking life out of a fucking gamer than the words live service. <laughs> it might be alright, but, ugh, just, he's a single player game. So, Wednesday. That's just your preference, Craig. I, I know, but there's only, like, the thing with live service games is there's only so many that can exist and mm -hmm. do well. Do you know what I mean? Like, is this going to come and overtake Fortnite? Maybe not. Okay, last week PlayStation held another State of Play event, this time focusing solely on the upcoming third party game Hogwarts Legacy. Everything just looks fantastic. The castle itself looks like a fascinating place to explore. Attending classes gives you applicable skills to use elsewhere and you'll be able to explore beyond the Hogwarts grounds to new areas. There were some uneven visuals as the game is still months away, but aside from that, it does look like the game fans have been waiting for for the longest time. Yeah, I watched the state of play. I thought it looked pretty cool. It does look really good. Yeah. It looked quite in depth. Yeah. A lot of. Uh, Seems like a proper RPG. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I don't like it. I've said this before, but like, I don't know, it seems like Bully Magic Edition. <laughs> where you get to go to classes and run about and. That's kind of. Uh, yeah, same <laughs> principle, yeah. Which I just, just seems cool. Uh, it is apparently coming to Switch, though. Uh, did you see the pictures? Between, aye, aye, I put one of them up. It was a joke, though. Oh, was it? Aye. <laughs> Did you fall for it? Yes. Aye. Totally fell for it because it's a switch. Aye. <laughs> no, the pic, the the picture for the switch was a picture from uh, a no, the PlayStation One game, the fun. Philosopher's Fuck. <laughs> see, to be fair, see if it was running natively in Switch, it probably fucking would look like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, you got to presume it's the cloud-based. <laughs> I would think so. Aye. Yeah. I think it'll be cloud. Like they did that with like Hitman Three and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. when it was cloud based, so you basically play it over the internet. Like you don't oh, actually play yeah. it on the Switch. 
because there's no way the fucking switch is running that it's game. It's not going to handle that. No. no. No, definitely not. In fact, uh, I didn't include this in the news either, but apparently they announced today that Wreckfest is coming to the Switch. Wreckfest? Another game that's like oh, the Destruction, Destruction Derby. Derby one. And it didn't mention the cloud, so apparently it's actually going to run in the Switch. And I know it's a game that's three or four year old, but I don't it know. It still looks decent. It still looks decent. It won't on a Switch. Aye, it good crash physics and stuff. I don't yeah. know how that's going to fucking run. <laughs> uh, but I didn't see anything in the press release about the cloud. Like Maybe they just didn't include that and that is how it's going to run. The but, cloud. But uh, they haven't, to be fair, they haven't said that Hogwarts Legacy is going to run via the cloud, but surely to God, that game doesn't look, that game looks like it's going to struggle to run on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah, I think they do probably know their fan base though, and that quite a lot of younger gamers who are probably Harry Potter fans are more likely to have a Switch, so they they definitely want it on that platform. Yeah, I think it will run well, and I think, so not run well, I think it will do well on the Switch. It's a bit like when they said that open world Sonic game's coming to the Switch, like that must be cloud-based as well. But again, because of the success of the first film and then the film that's coming out, what, next month or something, Mm. like you want that fucker on the Switch. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay, buckle up for this one, guys. So, a new update for Gran Turismo 7 went live last Thursday, patching the title to version 1.07 and making many minor adjustments along with the introduction of broadcast mode. However, one certain patch note is already causing controversy within the racing simulators community as it's becoming apparent a selection of races have had their credit rewards lowered. The official Gran Turismo website writes the change off as an adjustment to, quote, the rewards for events inside world circuits, according to driving time and difficulty. Of course, of course, with complaints surrounding the game's approach to microtransactions already bubbling away following its launch, the move to reduce credit rewards has been viewed as a way of pushing real-life purchases onto customers. While two events have actually had their post-race payouts dramatically increased, another 16 have had their winnings cut by as much as half or more. Sol seems a bit, bit shady. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> it's uh, it's it's definitely shady. Like the fact that they gave the game out to folk for a review, this stuff wasn't there. Most of the reviews, but our reviews still to go live, which so we can fucking pull them up on it. But uh, the reviews go live. It's getting fucking great scores, and then about two days after the game comes out, they're like. We update. Let's just push a we update down. <laughs> it's mm. such a fucking dick move. But it's not gone unnoticed. Like the meta critic user review score is down at one point eight. That's the lowest Ooh. in the history of the franchise. Yeah. Wow. It's been absolutely review bombed because of this. Yeah. <laughs> See, right. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, totally fucking agree. I totally agree. But like, see, on another hand, like. I don't want to in any way stick up for this because I, I do think it's shite. But I used to like when games you had to fucking put the time in to unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, see, back on, like, the PlayStation 1, the N64, the SNES, like, sometimes you had to put 20 hours in to unlock all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. But because you can pay money to unlock it straight away... That's why it's yeah. shadow. Do you know what I mean? It's morally, I don't know. I, you know, what I mean, some guys plowing away because he doesn't have the money to do it, and then some 
little kid I know. just takes his mum's credit card and then yeah. buys it all. Like, see, if there wasn't tran- microtransactions in it, I would have no issue with it be with like them saying, "Well, I'm sorry, but it will take you a hundred hours worth of playing this game to unlock every car. Mm-hmm. It just will. Yeah. That's the type of game we have." Yeah. I'd be like, "Fine, that's great. I think it's the fact that you can purchase it." But at the same point, like, I don't know, like me, like, there's no fucking way I would pay real money to unlock it. I would just keep playing the game. But even like I don't know, see, once you've completed all the like menu book and stuff like that. Mm. Like it's it becomes harder to earn the reward credits right. because mm. there's not as much to do. There's not as much to do. Right, so, okay. Um it it makes it infinitely harder. Nah, mm. right. And I don't know, when you've paid seventy pounds for a game ah, yeah. should you really be Yeah, I'm 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 not sticking up for it. I'm I'm definitely not. Like I don't know, like I do in some ways miss that where you had to like remember like I don't know, like some of the old wrestling games where you had to like complete the story mode as such and such to unlock this character, then mm-hmm. you'd have to go back and complete it as this character to unlock mm-hmm. that character and stuff like that. Like that was just seen as well fine. Yeah. Because there was no microtransactions. But now that there is and it's not even just that, it's the shadiness of adding it in after. Yeah. And like also like there was one I saw where there was a certain race and beforehand, if you won that race, you get fifty thousand credits. But now you get thirteen thousand credits mm. after the patch, and I'm like, that's a fucking dip in it. Mm. And it's not like you can just complete the same race multiple times to then build that up, is it? No. Ah, I see that as a bit shit. Aye. Yeah, there there has been as well. Um, I think a bit of a workaround that somebody's kind of done. So I think you can go on to the remote play feature on PlayStation right. and someone's written like a script so you can run the same race over and over and like without actually even playing it oh. and getting the in-game credits. Nice. Um, but obviously it's, you need to use that remote play thing and have it on your PC. Right. Um, and I'm sure patch 1.08 will be out by <laughs> the end of the week <laughs> fucking fixing that little glitch. <laughs> <laughs> We spent a long time figuring out how to screw people over and we'll not be having this little fucking jabroni <laughs> getting in our way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Next up, a new indie wrestling game has been announced, complete with turn-based battles and old-school wrestlers like Andre the Giant, Macho Man, Randy Savage and Booker T. The game in question is called Wrestle Quest and is not the sort of wrestling game you'd normally expect to see With a top-down perspective, this 2D pixel art dungeon crawler is unique for a wrestling game and is scheduled to release this summer on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation and PC. It's been developed by Mega Cat Studios. Actually, looks kind of cool, this. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not into 2D pixel... Dungeon crawlers or whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, the fact that it's got the Macho Man in the front cover, I'm like... I'll definitely try this out. It was like shown off at the Xbox Indie Showcase. So, uh, it's like turn based battles. A bit, again, my only frame of reference for that is South Park. Uh, <laughs> and it's 2D pixel art, so it's almost like it looks like a SNES game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know, it did seem to have a lot of like affection for old school wrestling at the same time. So, yeah, well, that's the way it kind of looks. It does look kind of cool, doesn't it? 
Uh, I don't know. Not for me. I feel like it's something I'd maybe pick up on the Switch. Mm. Like something maybe try and play on the go. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah. it depends. Like if it's got like a cool story and stuff like that, we we'll need to wait and see more. How are they allowed to like use? Yeah, good show. The likenesses. They can maybe make individual deals. Like, I mean, with the Macho Man and Andre the Giant, they're both dead, so they can probably go to their families and do it. I don't think WWE would have any. Like both the Macho Man and Andre the Giant had those gimmicks outside of WWE, so I don't think they would have. Like exclusive rights to the gimmick, and then Booker T. It must be some sort of legends deal, but I, I mean, like, it'll just be some. It'll be individual deals. I would imagine they've made. Next up, developer Supermassive Games and publisher 2K has formally announced The Quarry, an all-new horror experience from the same team that created Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures anthology. Leaning more into the B-movie horror of the former, The Quarry looks to be inspired by the slasher movies of the 80s, particularly Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Set during the last day of summer camp at Hackett's Quarry, the camp counsellors gather together to celebrate with one final blowout. No kids, no adults, no rules. If you've ever seen a horror movie, you know the good times aren't going to last very long. 2K and Supermassive Games said, quote, hunted by blood-drenched locals at and something far more sinister, the teens' party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. Friendly banter and flirtations give way to life-or-death decisions as relationships build or break under the strain of an unimaginable choices. Game set launch on June 10th on PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series and PC. I think this looks quite cool. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to it. I loved Until Dawn. So good. I think the sort of um yeah, story and stuff reminded me of the film Oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. That's it. It's very much like that, isn't it? Mm. Um Yeah, it's definitely it's gonna use tropes up the fucking arse. Yeah. I I I don't know. Like I think a lot of people are a wee bit down on Supermassive because the Dark Pictures anthology have been kind of a little bit hit and miss, but I just really love that style of game. Like, the only people that really do it are Supermassive and Quantic Dream, and, like, I love all that stuff. Like, multiple paths. Like, I, just, I just, I really fucking like it, and I'm really looking forward to it. Based on the trailers, I just, I can't believe how... I don't know, well it looked. Obviously, like, the characters are all, like, yeah. mo-capped and stuff, but, like, their facial animations mm. just looked incredible. Mm. Yeah. And that, we were watching it on a stream that probably wasn't 4K, so I can only imagine how good it's going to look. But one of those things where they get them in the studio and they've got fucking 50 million blue dots attached yeah. to their face and stuff, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I'd, lo- I'd love to see, like, more of behind the scenes of how they do some of this stuff, because it's just... Oh, I'm sure the, the world piece technology yeah. advanced, it's just incredible. But... David Arquette as well, yeah. former WCW world champion. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, it was a disgrace. <laughs> they pretty much single-handedly fucked the company. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's harsh. There was a lot of stuff no, fucked that company, but it was not a fucking... It was not a, a proud moment for them. But the cast was really cool. Like, it's got a... The guy, Justice Smith, who was the Detective Pikachu guy. Oh, okay, yeah. See, the guy that was, like, Pika- the main guy, he was, like, Pikachu's 
trainer or whatever. Like no, not Ash. Aye. So it's got him. Not it's got people from Modern Family, The Social Network, My Name Is Errol, that new Star Trek Picard show. Like they've got a fucking good cast. Uh, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. I loved Until Dawn. And when this feels out? like more of this. Intense. Uh, not long. I know. Surprised they maybe didn't kind of push it for a autumnal yeah. Halloween release. Cause but at the same point, like seeing June, there won't be a lot of big games coming out. Mm. So people will be like, oh, I've got money in my gaming pot to spend. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, the fall tends to be quite a heavy uh, time, doesn't it? See, also as well, like. I know this isn't always possible, but I fucking love this when they hold off and they like first announce a game and they're like, and you can play it in four months or three months. You're like, fucking yes. Instead, they're like, I'm not against it necessarily, but like, oh, we've got a new Witcher game coming. Like, great. Fucking pinning that for seven years or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's exciting to know what's coming, but at the same point. In a decade. Uh, It's cool that you're going to get to play it soon. Okay, so we knew Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds developer Alphonic was making Ghostbusters spirits unleashed ever since the company's CEO said so on on a podcast. However, now we have official confirmation with a trailer to boot. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be, an asymmetrical multiplayer game featuring the Ghostbusters against one pesky ghost. A release window of holiday 2022 was given on this one. Looks alright. Looks quite good. I, I'm not a big fan of these four-on-one multiplayer things. Not a massive fan of them. Like, I know they they do obviously do quite well. Like Predator did alright. That Friday the Thirteenth game was pretty well received. I feel like Ghostbusters is quite a good fit for it though. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's iconic that there's four Ghostbusters yeah. and a ghost. Like, it yeah. as far as these sort of games go, you're like. Aye, I can see where you've I can see where you've where you've decided that'll be a good idea. Yeah. Uh aye, it should be quite cool. And I've I've I'm more interested in Ghostbusters just now than I have been for a long, long time because that recent film was fucking excellent. I really, really liked that. It was good. It wasn't it? It was just so against all the odds. Like it should have been really shit. Apart from the fact that Paul Rudd in it, like that was the one thing that you were like, oh maybe, yeah. and then it mm. just it was really good, really really good. So I maybe I'll try it out. Get a squad together. Who are you gonna call? Probably you, Andy, and someone else. <laughs> Castles. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> to be to be fair, Castles is very good at shooting ectoplasm. No, nobody. No, right. nobody. <laughs> and finally, here are a few smaller tidbits of news. So, Rebellion Sniper Elite Five has been dated for May twenty six and will launch day one on Xbox Game Pass. Yes, you buzzing for this one? Oh, I fucking love the Sniper Elite games. That's amazing. I remember, like earlier in the year, they'd been like, "Yeah, we're aiming for twenty twenty two And I was like, "Oh, that fucking means it's delayed." And now it's coming out in May, and we don't have to pay for it. Get in. Fucking love Sniper Elite. So the one that's at the news four. Four, right? Come out to be fair. Italy, the one in Italy. Oh, I can't even remember now. What a fan! You know what? 
No, I'm saying what a fan you do. Oh, it's just it's been that long. I think I think it was Italy. I think the new one's France. Right. Uh, I quite fancy giving it's on my list. It's really good. Like, the, see the older Sniper Elite's like three and two. Sniper I didn't Elite. play the first one, but I Sniper Elite two and oh, three. Yeah. Like I really liked them, but see as soon as you your cover was blown. Every fucker on the map knew exactly where you were, and you couldn't like run away and hide or anything. They just Doesn't that make was sense. it. I they just knew where they were, and that was it. Whereas with Sniper Elite Four, I played the game start to finish without being seen once. Like you could clear the whole fucking thing without did, raising did an they alarm. Still, if you did see, you, no, did you still... could you could run away and hide, and then they would eventually give up and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, so this one looks really cool. Kiloworks, the team that co-developed the sexy brutal, has sold a majority stake of their company to Tencent. Yeah, that's shite. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they were good. That sexy brutal. I actually looked at it because I know you've been looking for a few games on Switch, mm-hmm. and the sexy brutal is like one of my favourite indie games ever, and I really want you to play it. Okay. But it's shocker, full price on the Switch, do now. So I'll wait for the sale. Like it's three pound on PlayStation. It's fucking eighteen quid on the Switch. Uh, but as soon as it hits a sale, like you'd love it. Like it's so cool. But like I don't know. Like ten cent or like as soon as a company gets bought up by them, there's a lot of things they can no longer do. Like it has to fit in with the regime, and so uh, it could affect their future games. Fortnite developer Epic Games has announced all of the proceeds generated by the Battle Royale game for the next two weeks will be donated to various charities supporting the Ukrainian humanitarian relief. They raised $36 million in the first 24 hours, so that's pretty good. Probably nothing to them, but... Mm. (laughs) But that, I mean, one, I included this because it's fucking cool. Also, fuck's sake, man, that's what they make in a day. (laughs) Yeah, true. I mean... I mean, maybe more people paid for more skins because they were like, oh, it's going to Ukraine. But 36 million in 24 hours. Fuck my life. That is fucking mad. What a cash cow that game is. It's unbelievable, man. And uh, Xbox announced they're doing a similar thing. Uh, I don't know if it's to do with everything. I didn't read fully into it, but they they put a thing saying they were joining Epic and they're doing it as well. Mm. So that country's going to be minted. Netflix has announced two new gaming shows. The first is an animated Tekken series called Tekken Bloodline and it's scheduled for later in the year. The other is a live-action Resident Evil series which is set to debut on July 14th. <laughs> I reserve um, judgment until we see some trails. Yeah. I mean, it's about time we get something Resident Evil related, you know what I mean? You just can't... Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than that in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We review the fucking 18th of the 24 films. Uh, it's interesting, but like, isn't the. Do you still watch The Walking Dead? No. No. Uh, we gave up a few seasons ago, but I'm pretty sure The Walking yeah. Dead's on its final season. But there's spin offs. Oh, there's there? like two or three spin offs now. Right, okay. Because I was thinking like maybe this had been timed because they were like, but you're oh, right, let's though, try it is, and catch. Uh, it's coming to the end. Or it has ended. I'm pretty sure it has ended. Maybe it has. I knew I it was in the final with 14. season. I think 14 is the last one. Because uh, maybe they're trying to catch that audience. Mm. Um, 
but I, I suppose it'd be all right. I, the more I've been thinking about it, by the way, see the most recent film, the one that we watched at the tail end of last year. Yes. I really enjoyed that. I want to go back and watch it again. What despite one? the fact that we've just been watching Resident Evil films. Uh, see, the remember the Resident Evil film, the new one that came out at the tail end of last year? And it covered oh, the first and second games. And yeah. it actually followed the story of the games. Yeah. I really liked that. I want to watch it again. I thought it was decent as well. The only bad thing was the cast oh. in a Leon. Like, he had a yeah. completely different colour of hair and he just seemed like an absolute fucking... I don't like, he was like an to... airhead. Right. Yeah, like, remember he had the headphones on or something like that and he was That's sleeping through explosions. It was more his attitude. I don't think you need to worry too much about the appearance. Mm. But... The essence of the character is totally different. I was just a fucking absolute moron. Aye, he was a wee. <laughs> aye, he was like a total rookie. But aye. like Leon is was a rookie when the games first started. He was a rookie, but he cared and he wanted to help people. Whereas this guy's just like oh, for, for fucking this, final. This guy's up. inept. Aye, exactly. You know I mean? So yeah, aye. but other than that, it was really good. Okay, last up for the news, EA has announced a new release window for upcoming golf game EA Sports PGA Tour with the title now set for Spring 2023. It was originally scheduled for Spring 2022 but was delayed late last year. Oh great. Fuck's sake, Good Andy, another know. year before we can hit the links together. Mm-hmm. You gutted? Oh, can I believe it? Oh, <laughs> the shit. Oh, come on. See, the, th- the worst thing about this is, right, that every golf game for the last 10 it's years the same thing. has the, the exact same mechanics. Yep. Left stick, down, up, to hit shots, right? Yep. And when this fucking thing comes out, it'll be down, up, and you're like, what have you been doing? Or what you have get you the, been doing? You get the choice to go classical and you just uh, press the fucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, what else can you do with a golf game? I know. It's like a roster update. That yeah. should be done in a like a yearly update rather than a fucking full game to be fair the no reason why I think this is happening is because the last one was made by 2k and this has come back to EA fair so enough. they have to do that but like mm. I to me like that last I've spoken about before in this but like I really like that last 2k game but like that's the only golf game I need like if you release a new one it's mm-hmm. I don't see what you're going to change like maybe a better like they have made like course editors and stuff like that so I suppose they can make that better but I mean at the end of the day ah, got enough pointless we still haven't played Nakatomi Plaza either oh, yeah. Andy made that we Andy made uh, Nakatomi Tower <laughs> uh, a course in PGA Tour and I'm pretty oh. sure it's just a big fucking steep hill <laughs> and then there's a fucking hole right on the top and <laughs> you have to hit it perfectly otherwise it rolls down the other side but I've not played it yet fuck's sake Yes, well, that takes us quite nicely to this week's Get in the Bin. Get in that bin. So (laughs) Get in the Bin is a fairly new feature that we have added to the podcast, whereby you, the listeners, and also us, can nominate anything, a person, a thing, an issue that you would like to put in the bin. We will take some suggestions, discuss, and ultimately pick something to go in the bin this week. Yeah, so what's in the bin so far? Jeff Grubb, Vladimir Putin, and what went in last week? Mayo, mayo and sandwiches. Mayo. That is one honking bin. Well, uh, disgusting. Right, so this week. Okay, Flying Taco got in touch. If you remember last week, uh, he'd asked if he was allowed to get in touch, and... Uh, 
he got in touch to see if he could get in touch <laughs> and we told him that he had a week to rectify this situation or he was banned <laughs> he has got in touch and said right widows I have a submission can the Resident Evil films get in the bin they were fun at first and the new one was cool but Retribution is like Resi 6 the game and no one wants that shit so his is Resident Evil films <laughs> Deadbeat Punk wants USB lighting on TVs so, like we have in this room here. I mean, I don't agree, but he, he's not happy with it's it. It's an unnecessary feature, but I think it does look quite cool and gives some ambient lighting to the room. I agree, he was very upset about it. I'm upset that we don't have the ones that change with what's on the telly. Mm-hmm. Aye. I would like that, please. That would be quite cool. Uh CM Walsh wants he's got two submissions. One is Wordle and the other one is Marmite Hot Cross Buns. They do sound particularly stinking. They do. We I actually got some really, really good hot cross buns. They were Morrison's and it was like blondie. I think it was I think it was hot cross buns blondie or something like that. They were really nice. Aye. Um, It tasted like a sort of caramel sugary. It I mean, was it was like, full of sugar. It was really dusted with sugar but as well, though. It was good, yeah, I... It was really layered. Wordle, yeah, okay, I think it's kind of done its time. Somebody on Discord posted about a new one that's like a t- film and TV one, which yeah. I've yet to try out, but that sounds quite good. Yeah, I'm so. going gonna, gonna to send this to you, Andy. Uh, hold on, because this was cool. I meant to send it to you earlier. Uh, here it is, here. I think it's a much better idea as well. So do you know how Wordle works, Andy? No, really. Right, so you'll understand this when I send it to you. You just click on the link and it'll bring you to a website and you have to find the film. You've got like six options. You've got, sorry, six attempts to find the film. It'll show you a picture and it'll ask you what the film is and you have to search. See, I'm terrible with this sort of stuff. Like, when I first saw the picture, I was like, oh, is that the Joker from The Dark Knight coming in the hospital? Wasn't he? And then I got stuck. So how did I get six attempts? Aye. So, so what did I do here? So you would start to type in the name of the film and it'll come up and give you options and then you would autofill it with a... So do you think you know what the film is? I'm going for Poltergeist for some reason. So if you start to type that in, it should give you the option to select it. And then when you say, put it in, it'll tell you if it's right or wrong. Wrong. Aye. So then it'll show you another. So then it'll show you another picture. And each time you get it wrong, the picture will be more. Will give you a better chance of getting it. And if you get it wrong like five times, then you lose for that day. And so each day, Ah. if you go to that link, it'll be a different film. What the fuck? The link is in our Uh. Discord. So if you do want to give it a go, then jump in and join the Discord. It's in film and TV section. It is. So. Moving on, Dave got in touch and he said, people who still call the Xbox series and PS5 next gen. <laughs> I would agree, that is really fucking annoying. Yeah, also, I've been guilty of it myself. Yeah. But I do agree that it's a fucking nonsense. It's been out for 18 months. Mm. <laughs> like, it's current gen. Mm. I think it, the reason it's still happening is because everything's still coming to the old platforms. Mm. But at this point in a generation, usually would have moved on. And mm-hmm. 
PlayStation 4 and Xbox One would just be the fucking past. But it's very much not the past. Yeah. Every new game that's announced is still coming to it. Like the Quarry, for instance, you know what I mean? That Ghostbusters game, every fucking thing that's been announced recently is still coming to it. Uh, so yeah, I think that was a good suggestion. Uh, TCG Harker also had two. He wants Apple for making their no way to open the Mac Studio as it would need to be cleaned out. I don't even know what the Mac Studio is. It looked like a fucking... Uh, set of scales but I presume it's not um, and also Americans for adopting every fucker's holidays this was in uh, relation to them all taking a day off to celebrate St Patrick's Day but granted there is a lot of Irish in America yeah. but at the same point the Americans I do agree they are fucking terrible for it like when I used to follow wrestling ratings pretty closely every two or three weeks the ratings would be delayed on a Monday because the Americans had a three-day holiday mm. for some fucking mm. nonsense. They're the worst. There's a lot of shit that we've adopted from them now, though. I get about four bank yeah. holidays a fucking year. Black Friday. They get every third fucking Monday. Mm. Uh, and Ryan wants curved TVs in the bin. He's not a fan of curved TVs. I always wanted a curved TV, mm. but mm. they were... We al- stupidly expensive. Yeah, plus we also have... Initially, for the sake of children, our TV on the wall, and so do a lot of people nowadays. Mm. A curved TV is not going to work. In that nah, sense. it's not ideal, is it? I don't even think we, we're trying to decide if they still make them. I don't know that they do. I think that was a bit of a fad. Uh, yeah, so that that is the options I would throw. I don't have anything this week, I don't think. I feel like I did, but I've forgotten what it was now. Hmm. I've had a pretty low-key week, so I've had, I've had nothing that's upset me that much. I don't think. You get any, anything, Andy? No? No, no I, I can think of. I would Marmite is, like, disgusting. Mm, I like Marmite Walker's crisps. Jesus But Christ. they actually taste really nice, but Marmite itself is horrible. I don't know if I've ever actually tried it. I briefly tried it once, and I didn't really like it at all. But the crisps are really nice. Maybe I should try it. Try it on something, though. Don't just eat marmite from a tin. Like put it on a cracker a or something. <laughs> uh, I would go with... Maybe the marmite hot cross buns. Or the next gen. One of those two, I would say. What's your thoughts, Jess? Yeah, let's go next, Jane, because I, I feel like I can't judge Marmite Hot Cross Buns. Mm. I, like I mean, to be fair, I haven't tried them either. But you know, you've tried Marmite, which I've not. That's true. What about you, Andy? Uh, Marmite for me. I've tried Marmite. It's disgusting. I'll give you the deciding vote then. Go Marmite then, because right. I feel like I probably wouldn't like it, let's be honest. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> another odour in the bin <laughs> fucking hell this bin man I'm, I keep meaning to make like a little fucking image of like a bin and then everything we put in it sort of stick it out a wee bit mm-hmm. oh okay yeah, yeah. Yep. working on it okay. okay have you also worked on a shitty platinum for this week very hard really hard aye yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, How long did it take you so long? Shitty, 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 platinum. Shitty, platinum. 
Shirley Platinum, Take It Away, Creed. Let me tell you another story. Okay. Have you ever platinumed a game? Don't answer that bit, because I know you haven't. <laughs> Have you ever platinumed a game and thought, fuck's sake, that took five minutes. I don't have five minutes. <sighs> right? So instead, would you rather get three Platinums in a minute? Oh my God. I mean, yeah, that is a better deal. It's a better deal, isn't it? <laughs> Enter Radioactive Dwarfs. I don't even know what the game's about because you only have to press one button for the platinum. So I think there's about 40 levels, but who the fuck? I mean, why do you need to bother with that? So game the game starts. I th- like I say, I think there's about 40 levels that you have to navigate your way through. It's a top-down perspective. But in the first level, when you come down the ladder, if you just hold up back at the ladder for five seconds, you unlock a secret ending. And all the trophies just pop. Oh my god. It says, it says, I'm getting out of here. All the trophies pop. It's not a game. Well, it is a game. It's just that you've found a secret ending to circumvent the game. We spoke about this last week. Speedruns and how it's shit if you just take a silly little turn and hijack the game and, yeah. and finish it. This mm-hmm. is exactly what you've just done. But in that, trophies. But in that scenario, trophies weren't involved. And that changes everything. Oh dear. And there's th- and there's an American, a UK, and an Asian version of this, so you can get three platinums. Oh wow! How much? Three ninety nine per platinum. Per platinum. Per platinum. Twelve pounds. I mean, if you want all three platinums, yeah. What did you do? Did you pay twelve pounds for this one? I did not. Uh, you answered that pretty quickly. Just I would check it. <laughs> I've only platinumed it once mm-hmm. so far. You just can platinum it three times. Okay. It's made by Slay Baharman, published and developed. And it's it's pretty dreadful. It looks awful. But you can get a platinum in 20 seconds. How long does the actual game take you to play it, should you wish to do so? I think it actually is about an hour or two. See, initially... When the trophy guide came out, there was a way to skip most of the levels, and that took 10 minutes. But then they found out a secret ending that takes 20 seconds. And that's that's what really piqued my interest. Really, really got me going. Okay, and that's this week's shitty plastic. Three for one there, eh? Not in terms of, you've got to pay for it all, but three in a minute, come on. When we do in your life, get those platinums. <laughs> What we are doing with our life is watching Resident Evil Retribution 2012 for this week's gaming movie. Oh, yes. So, as you may well know, each oh, week we pick a gaming-inspired movie to watch, rate and review. And this week's pick, as I mentioned, was another Resident Evil. We have ploughed through the majority of these films and we're at the final... The final... I don't think you can ever finish the Resident Evil films. Mm, and now we've got a TV series coming, so... It's never ending. Never ending. It's like a circle. Mm-hmm. Now, it has to be confessed that myself and Craig both fell asleep. Aye, but then I went back and watched the bit I fell asleep for. Yeah. I didn't fall... Well, no, I did fall asleep. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep while I was watching it, though. And I you Yeah, I, I got myself into a situation last night where I was like... <laughs> 
trembling and falling asleep, so I paused it mm-hmm. and keeled over on the couch yeah, okay. and then came back tonight and unpaused it mm-hmm. and finished it. Mm-hmm. You, you missed quite a bit of it. I did miss quite a bit of it, yeah. I got the gist, though. That it's about zombies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the dialogue was very stilted and... Like, see, when they were talking... Like, mm. like not Mila Jojovic, she, she delivers all the lines fine, but that Ada Wong, see the way she talked? Mm. It was very, like, B-movie-like, like, very bad delivery. I did not think this was particularly good. No, and even, like, Wesker as well, when he's sitting there with his fucking specs on, and just the way they delivered the lines, it's just like, oh, you can tell the actors are looking at the Phone script and going... Oh, I've got to read this pish. Right, and then doing it. And it's just, oh, it's weird. It had the hint of people that had been signed up to a five film deal and it was the fifth film. (laughs) And they were like, can this fucking be over? And that fucking Ada Wong is running about in that dress. She couldn't find anything else more appropriate. Well, see, one of the, I didn't take many notes for this film, but one of the notes I do have is, see at the end, she's like KO'd on the snow and Alice dispatches uh, Michelle Rodriguez and then she comes over and takes a jacket and sits the jacket on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's lying in snow. <laughs> you putting this jacket over is doing fuck all because the main source of cold is all up her ass. It's like in Titanic. Why could Jack not have just climbed on the thing with Don't her? Don't start me with that, honestly. Because then he wouldn't have died. <laughs> no, know, it's space. fucking terrible, that. Yeah. Terrible. There was other bits of wood as well. The whole thing. Yeah. You could have there's enough fucking the, wood in that water to build a raft and fucking exactly. <laughs> and see by the time they came rooting and that guy is there anybody alive or there? <laughs> and then she would not have been able to blow that whistle. No. She would not have the dexterity in her hands. She wouldn't have the capacity in her lungs to be able to blow the whistle you to necessity. And to be fair, to be fair, you do not know what Kate Winslet's capable of blowing. <laughs> Okay, so we've moved on to Titanic now. <laughs> uh, was, was there ever a, a, a game about Titanic that we could therefore watch the film? Nope. <laughs> There's the VR experience that we haven't played yet. But anyway, back to Resident Evil yet. So uh, she comes over and puts a fucking jacket over her, but she's lying in snow. Mm. Ridiculous. Well, I kept on thinking when I watched this film was how good a game this specific film would make because the different zones. So how they, they showed that a few different yeah. things. You've got like a New York zone, I think. Yeah, a Hong Kong, Moscow zone. And then like a big, like other bits. And I just kept on thinking, this would be a cool game. Yeah, There's yeah. your map right there. See, when you say that, like when I was watching it, see at one point when they came out in Tokyo... Mm. And it was like right on like a street, like with with a, ah. a crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the exact area where Ghost o- Ghostwire Tokyo starts. Like we mm. were talking about it, and I showed Jess the trailer of Ghostwire, and then that exact scene, and mm. it's the same intersection, same the exact same one. Like I mean, it's probably not that weird because it's probably like the Times Square of Tokyo or something like that. Yeah. But it's the exact fucking yeah. bit. It was so the fact weird. That it was like zombie type 
creatures walking about with the umbrellas and stuff. Aye, they even like so in Ghost in Ghostwire they all had the umbrellas and it was the same type of umbrellas. Yeah. Like at first when mm. I saw it, I was like, "Is this where they got the idea for that scene for Ghostwire? Mm. That's weird because this is not a very well known Resident <laughs> Evil film." And then you pointed out, "You're like, it's probably the fucking Times Square of Tokyo. You fucking idiot." <laughs> and that makes more sense. But I, I don't. I did not think this was particularly good. No, no just, it really wasn't. It was. It was like it lacked any kind of thought, really. Yeah. And it was just like let's make it because it's it's about time we made another one. It was just let's shoot everything. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was just. Uh, it was very the big, much the oh, those big guys were quite cool. Yeah, the, they were in one of the massive. previous ones, weren't they? Yeah. Aye, yeah. they were quite cool. Well, they were, I think they were in four. Mm. Um, and then there was fucking Nazi zombies. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is. <laughs> to me, it sort of peaked with two and three. Resident Evil two and three films were genuinely, there was some good acting in it and there was some good, like, funny, quippy lines and stuff like that. But it definitely, at this point, has started to run its course. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and we've still got another fucking win to go. I'm interested, right? Like, obviously we're moving forward a wee bit here, but, like, I don't think I've ever seen the last one. I don't know if I have either. The and, final chapter. Yeah, and when you look at, like, just in terms of years and stuff like that, like, so they were making them, like, every two or three years. Like, the fourth one was in 2010, this one was 2012, but then it's 2017 they made the last one. So they did wait a bit, and I wonder. I don't. I mean, I could obviously go back and look. I'm sure there'd be articles, but like, I wonder if this one wasn't received very well, and they were like, "Right, let's give the next one some time and actually get it right." Like, I don't know if the last one's any good or not. They don't. I think this one was a three D one. Right. That was the kind of. Uh, hook. This would have been round about the time I like. Yeah. Uh, but it was all coming coming Final out. Final Destination three D and stuff. Yeah. But oh god, that yeah. makes sense actually. Cause see the last scene where there's those like flying zombies and one comes right at the screen. Mm-hmm. That would have been like a really cool ending in three D. But yeah, I did, I just didn't. I, I've not got a lot to say about it. I just don't. I did not think it was very good. It just seemed like it, yeah, it, it seemed like Resident Evil Six, the game, which is the absolute dark worst Resident Evil game. Like, it was just, it was all action, all, mm. aye, like, Wesker's back again. How many fucking times has he been oh. killed? Jesus Christ. How did it do box office wise? 60 million budget. Guesses. It probably still profited, though, that's the thing. <laughs> You're right. 105. 300. Jesus Christ. <laughs> done, done well. Was that including the money for the 3D specs? <laughs> I imagine it did. Uh. They were selling for fucking 100 quid each. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We've got a bit, wee bit of feedback, so uh, Squinny gave it four pies. He said, really? uh, Aye, seemed to quite like it. He said, I'm not sure I've seen this one before, so a fresh film which brings back and ties in much of the previous ones. Uh, I think Andy might hate it though because it's got a lot of slow motion and the whole start is backwards. Uh, did have a lot of slow motion in it. I thought that was cool though. That Aye. was quite an actual cool scene. The, the start, where yeah. that worked. 
That uh, was a good use of slow motion. <laughs> it wasn't just for the sake of it. Exactly. It's not just to pad out the film because they went, oh, fuck, we've just made, we've just recorded everything. It's only 54 minutes. <laughs> Although, <laughs> to be fair, the film was only an hour and a half. Aye, so without was, the slow motion, it would have been dangerously short. Yeah, this was 97 minutes. Yeah. And uh, Gary got in touch and he said, I remember liking these films the first time round, but watching them back over the last year for the podcast, it's clear they really were just a poor cash in mm-hmm. uh, I suppose like I mean I was the same like I did I'm pretty sure I went to the cinema to see all of them except the last one and when you were watching them as they came out like two years had passed so you mm. were like ah I'm ready for a new Resident Evil <laughs> and after it you were like <laughs> That's it was what an hour and a half or uh, fucking whatever but watching them like closer proximity that we have it does sort of show the cracks doesn't it yeah I'd say so uh, one thing actually I did think was cool so Michelle Rodriguez towards the end like she was like basically unkillable and I thought that was really cool the idea to like shoot around the ice and then have her like dragged under by the zombies that was cool mm. but aye uh, not, not a great film so how many scotch pies would you give Resident Evil Retribution 2005 <sighs> between a three and a two Maybe three. It's a two for me. It's not good enough. Two for me. The only reason I'm going for the three is because a bunch of the different settings were cool. Okay. Listener votes are in as well, and 43% gave it three pies. 30% gave it four. 16% gave it five. 2%, no, no. 11% gave it two, and nobody said one. Four was the second highest. Yeah. That's surprising. Oh yeah, that's that. Generous audience this week. Yes, I don't think they're going to be so generous next week. Next week, <laughs> next week we're going for a postal. Mm. <laughs> yes, a U Bowl special, and like the majority of Bowl's previous films, Postal is a film adaptation of video game. In this case, Postal, though the film draws more heavily from the video game sequel, Postal Two. Also, like Bowles' predecessors, it was a critical and commercial failure, grossing less than 1% of its budget. So we are in for a treat. I don't know how that U-Bowl sleeps at night. <laughs> Probably in a big bed of money from all these <laughs> shit films. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe just, you know, as he accumulates them, he, you know, a little bit from each gets them enough to get by in life. I wonder if at this point he almost, like, feeds into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like at a certain point, I would be like, I'm the shit gaming film guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost get like a cult following. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just over us doing this over the last year, like, I genuinely now get excited when I find out it's a U-Bow production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I fucking shouldn't, but I do. Um, and I've, I don't, I've never even, I've never played any of these games. Yeah, we might have to check out the game as well. Yeah, yeah. I maybe watch. Not play. It's the second one that was like kind of banned. Mm. Apparently, I maybe watch a let's play of it or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Okay, and finally for this week we have our pick of the week. 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 
So as I mentioned at the beginning, it is a two-horse race for Pick of the Week next week. We have... This week? That's what I said. You said next week? Oh, oops. This week. We have between Ghostwire Tokyo and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. What about Kirby? Kirby's there on Friday. Yeah, I forgot about that. I always, I feel bad. I, I always forget about the Switch because we don't play it that often. Like, I don't know. Because there's not really, there is a few websites, but there's not really a reliable place where it's like, here's all the games coming out. The best place to find it is like an Xbox and a PlayStation specific website that mm-hmm. tell you. And so, yeah, like on the blue moon that fucking Nintendo have a game coming out that somebody would care about. That's going to that's gonna, that's gonna rile some folk up, but <laughs> <laughs> I forget. And uh, I don't think Kirby would have won anyway, though. No, I don't think so. Okay. But, so Ghostwire Tokyo or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Yep, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo won. It got 64% of the vote and Tiny Tina got 36 Which is kind of surprising because Tiny Tina's out on Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So you would think it would have more appeal. But I think, to be honest, like... People were maybe expecting Ghostwire to score higher than it did. Like, I put this poll up on Sunday. And granted, it never finished until today, but I think maybe a lot of people would cast their vote for Ghostwire before the kind of middling reviews come out. Okay, with that said then, we have a recommended game for you to play for the next week. But also, if you are playing anything else, let us know, get in touch in whichever form takes your fancy puredeadgaming.com is where you'll find all our links and all our written reviews and links to videos as well and you can catch us on twitter discord youtube once in a blue moon on twitch (laughs) all these things are pure dead gaming yes indeed they are And yeah, we shall see you again next week at the usual 3 o'clock Thursday drop. Goodbye. Ciao.